0: I'm Bridget Stomberg, and I'm Lisa DeSimone. Simone,
1: and this is Taxes for the Masses.
0: Today's episode is on artificial intelligence and taxes.
1: In November 2022, an artificial intelligence chatbot called ChatGPT was launched as a prototype. It has since gained attention for its ability to mimic human conversation by providing detailed answers to questions and articulating a broad spectrum of knowledge, all within seconds of querying the system. In today's episode, we discuss some ways artificial intelligence like ChatGPT could improve or worsen the U.S. taxpayer experience. Hello, Lisa. Hello, B. Today we are joining the swarms of people talking about AI in general and ChatGPT in particular.
0: And special treat, mm-hmm. because we're motivated by ChatGPT to do an episode on AI and taxes, it only seemed appropriate to ask ChatGPT to write some a witty banter mm-hmm. for us to kick off the episode. Are you ready? First, I have a question.
1: Okay. What does GPT stand for?
0: Yes. Okay. I knew it, somebody said it at some point. It uh, The whole idea is that it takes all of the knowledge of the internet. Okay as of some certain date that it was trained up on. Okay. And then it uh, predicts what the next most likely word Ah, should be to come after the last word. All right. Based on your search.
1: Something, something, predictive, Yes, something.
0: We're gonna go with that. Okay,
1: I like it. So let's get back to um, this witty banter that chat GPT has whipped up for us.
0: All right, hold your hats. Okay. Welcome back to our podcast where we tackle the big questions of the day with AI and a healthy dose of humor. I'm your host, Lisa. And I'm your other host, B. Today's topic is AI and taxes. Now, Lisa, do you know why taxes are like a neural network? Hmm, let me think. Is because they both have layers upon layers of complexity? Nope. It's because they both make you want to pull your hair out. Ah. Um, yeah, that laugh, uh, by the way, was, was scripted. It was convincing. Well, that's certainly one way to put it. But let's face it. Taxes are a necessary evil. Ooh. And with AI becoming more and more prevalent in our lives, it's only natural that it's starting to play a bigger role in the tax world too. That's right, Lisa.
1: From chatbots answering taxpayer questions to machine learning algorithms flagging potential fraud, AI is changing the way we think about taxes. Will it make our lives easier
0: or just lead to more confusion? Well, I guess we'll have to find out. So grab your calculator and your sense of humor, folks. This is going to be one taxing conversation.
1: Uh, (laughs) uh, 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 uh. Okay. That was (laughs) painful. A bit painful. However. Yes. I suddenly feel more valuable and uh, secure in my role as a producer of this podcast. Mm, Yeah. Because that was neither witty banter
0: no no it was not yeah uh chat gpt shouldn't give up on its day job anytime soon
1: so the jokes were not great no um taxes are a necessary evil i'm
0: sorry but no
1: and never something that we would say on this podcast know your audience chat gpt um but i have to give it points it did get the main like the body of the content was right i think yeah so without seeding it with these ideas you didn't tell it this the ai correctly surmised that our goals for today would be one to discuss the ways that ai could enhance our experience as taxpayers yes but also to highlight ways that ai could actually hurt our experience as taxpayers
0: yeah i i was pretty impressed by the content um not by the jokes or you know other things that that were said but the the general meat of it was was about dead on and and that's fairly consistent with what I've heard from most college instructors I've interacted with about this new technology. Yes, Because there's a lot of concern about its use in the classroom. Yep. So if as a student you outsource your assignments to AI, yeah, it'll likely give you a passing grade, but don't expect it to help you ace the course. No, I think that's
1: totally fair. I have a colleague who did it. She said it was like a solid B. Yeah. I think that was a solid, I'm gonna give that intro like a, a, a B minus maybe.
0: Yeah, but it, I mean, it would pass. It would pass. That, that leads to questions about grade inflation and what a passing grade should be. But that's the topic of another episode.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty tricky question. All right, so on to goal number one. There are lots of ways that AI could potentially improve the taxpayer experience. Yeah. If you seek the help of tax professionals, their ability to leverage AI could make their jobs easier whether it's drafting a memo or researching court cases and other guidance to help inform their advice to you. The result could either be reduced fees to you or an enhanced level of the service that you receive, holding the fee constant.
0: Or you could skip the tax professionals altogether and go directly to the AI for advice.
1: I think that's what people are kind of afraid of.
0: Yeah, so to, to play this out, I asked Chap GPT, quote, how can I maximize tax deductions for my business? And I got in return a list of six ideas that ranged from making sure to separate personal expenses from business expenses to taking advantage of, wait for it, depreciation.
1: Okay, I mean, that's good advice.
0: It is. It also told me to take a home office deduction. And we've discussed that in a prior episode as being uh, trickier to qualify for than it sounds. And the last piece of advice it gave was to seek out a tax professional. Okay,
1: that's comforting.
0: Go talk to a grown-up. <laughs> yeah, um, and there are limits to Chat GPT's helpfulness, right? If if it basically says go go find a professional, so uh, a, you know, at least in its current form, it's limited. But everyone says the next version will be better. So who knows? Fair enough.
1: The other group that could leverage AI to make the taxpayer experience better is the IRS. Ooh. So the past couple of years have been plagued by stories of taxpayers calling for IRS help, but the IRS not having enough resources to, you know, answer the phones. Yes. So a chatbot could be pretty useful for taxpayer service. Like a lot of websites you go to now have the little ask me anything, AI bot. You could see the IRS even doing something like that. Do you remember Clippy? I I mean, die, die in a fire, Clippy.
0: Yeah, but that was like the, that was 30 years ago, AI.
1: Well, I sure hope it's better than that because Clippy was an asshole. Excuse me.
0: (laughs) I hope it's better than that, too. And so does the IRS because they've already put in place voice and chat bots to help improve the taxpayer service. So let's let's hope it's not an asshole like Clippy.
1: Uh, Let's. And you might recall that the IRS just got, you know, 80 billion dollars in extra funding over the next 10 years as part of their Inflation Reduction Act. And the IRS has promised repeatedly that it will use that money to target large corporations, high net worth individuals, and those taxpayers making more than $400,000 a year. With that $80 billion, the point is they should be able to do something better than Clippy to help them with these enforcement goals.
0: Yes. And they seem like good goals. Agre- I think you agree. and I like these goals. Yes. The problem is how the IRS would know that the taxpayer should be reporting more than $400,000 before actually auditing them. Yep. There's a chicken and an egg problem there. Yes. So to answer this, the IRS's new strategic operating plan talks a whole lot about analytics. It's mm-hmm. That's big, that's a big, big word. Data, big data. Yes. Mm-hmm. Blockchain. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, what does analytics mean? That is to be determined. It could mean the IRS is planning on using AI to improve the audit selection process. Okay. So if
1: Microsoft called its little AI villain Clippy, Yes. What is the IRS going to call? Taxi. (laughs) (laughs) We can do better. We can do better than that. That was a chat GPT answer right there. 1040. 1040 with the Y. All right. We'll come up with something better. All right. So yes, the IRS could, when they say analytics, they could mean AI. And there is some evidence that using AI for audit selection works. Yes. So one study out of New Mexico discusses how the state government used data analytics to find differences in levels of taxpayer compliance based solely on the time of day that taxpayers went online. Crazy, right? I love it. So by nudging the potentially non-compliant taxpayers at the exact right time, the state was able to boost self-reported earnings by 35%.
0: That is not nothing. No. That's super cool unfortunately the black box of data analytics and AI can also have a dark side. And the dark side is we don't always know what's going into that decision to classify somebody as non-compliant or more broadly a source of additional tax revenues. And so this means that bias can make its way into the system.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a problem with AI, right? Because it's created by humans yes and we are known to have some biases yes a recent Stanford study found evidence that black taxpayers are three to five times more likely than non-black taxpayers to be audited ugh. and this is despite there not being any evidence that black taxpayers are less compliant than non-black taxpayers double ugh. the study further finds that these differences in audit rates can't be fully explained by differences in income family size or household structure
0: that's no bueno no We've known for a while that the easy way of maximizing collections is to go after taxpayers who have the least resources to defend their tax positions. This could lead to AI flagging low income taxpayers instead of those making more than 400,000 as the IRS has promised that it intends to do. Um, the point here, you can't just let AI take over the show. There needs to be some thoughtful, unbiased supervision.
1: I mean, we've all seen the Terminator movies.
0: I loved those movies. I mean, me too. But I mean, the first ones, not the nonsense that came oh, after. Oh, no, no. Yeah.
1: Like one, two, and three. three, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So yes, AI does need thoughtful supervision. It certainly needed more thoughtful supervision, while drafting our quote, witty banter.
0: Oh, yes, it did. It did indeed. My bad. As my mom recently said about an experience navigating a customer help call line, quote, it's artificial intelligence, which means it's stupid. It's not wrong. She is not.
1: Could we call the chatbot like IRC, like IRC? We're still working on it. Okay. Um, so let's talk more about the dark side of AI when it comes to taxes, because even though our discussion of how AI could help taxpayer has already devolved to the dark side, it uh, actually only
0: gets worse from here. It does. And that's in part because AI could help negative agents out there sound more authentic and credible. And by negative agents, I mean scammers. Okay, good. I thought you were calling me a negative agent for a second there. <laughs> I've called you a lot of things. Oof. Negative often is, yes. a, is a descriptive, but yeah, no, not okay. talking
1: about you. All right. Um, so yeah, tax scams are something to be worried about because it turns out that they're quite lucrative yes. for the scammers. Over the past few years, over 75,000 U.S. taxpayers have lost $28 million in scams where somebody was impersonating the IRS.
0: Yeah, that's a lot and that's just what's been reported. Right, good point. I think there are a lot of people out there who either don't know they were scammed or are too embarrassed to report it. So it's not good. Um, So let's start with some tips before we even dive into the impact that AI can have on this. Some tips to avoid scams related to uh, people impersonating the IRS. So first, the IRS is never, ever gonna contact you directly by email, text, or social media. They almost always contact you first by snail mail if there's an issue with your return or if you owe additional funds.
1: So are you saying that that phone call I got at work that one time telling me that the IRS needed to collect money because I had defaulted on my student loans wasn't real?
0: Not even remotely. Okay. Nor is the crypto investment they're trying to lure you to invest in.
1: All right, got it. Um, Second, the IRS generally will not threaten to arrest you or deport you if you don't pay up. Scammers use these threats to create a sense of time pressure and, quite frankly, fear. Yes. Panic. Yes. In their victims, which encourages them to act quickly before thinking through whether the person contacting them is legit. Remember, there is due process in this country, and the IRS probably doesn't even have the authority to do any of those things anyway.
0: Probably not. Third, the IRS will not leave pre-recorded messages on an answering system, so just ignore those along with all the other spam messages you get.
1: Yeah, nobody worth talking to ever leaves a message. No. No.
0: Fourth, the IRS will never, ever ask you to urgently pay an amount via a prepaid debit card, gift card, wire transfer crypto, or check to a third party. No, the IRS does not want your crypto. No. You can keep your crypto.
1: Um, So now that we've gotten those facts out of the way, let's talk about how scammers could use AI to help them script a message to a potential victim. Great. So much like email requests to send money to a Nigerian prince in return for a big payout, historically, these scams have been relatively easy to spot given grammatical issues, odd use of words or phrases, bad punctuation, or other signs that the writer was not an IRS professional. ChatGPT could change that.
0: Yes. In fact, for the sake of making a point, a threat intelligence manager at the cybersecurity company Checkpoint Research, Sergey Shaikovich, asked ChatGPT to generate a tax scam email. In response, he got an email on the employee retention tax credit, which we actually talked about on a prior episode with your PhD student, Stefan Richter. We did. And uh, the email that was generated was grammatically perfect and asked the recipient for confidential information, including their employer identification number and a list of employees along with their social security numbers.
1: Uh, That's pretty clever. Yeah. A scam email generated by AI could be more credible than your average scam because it will be in perfect professional English. It could reference information about the application of the tax law and potentially also could include information about the victim found online all of which could make it seem like a legitimate effort by the IRS to get you to pay up or to provide confidential information that could be used to
0: steal your identity. On a slightly brighter oh, side. God. The same threat intelligence manager used these chat GPT examples of scams for educational purposes. So he shared them widely to help raise awareness of the issue. He also used ChatGPT to generate a script for a phone call to educate seniors who are especially prone to these types of scams. So these could be used as a force for good.
1: Okay, yeah, but it seems like they are more likely to be used as a force for evil. Yeah, yeah. Bear in mind that not all scams are about getting you to fork over money or give up confidential information. It's entirely possible they're just trying to get you to click on an email or open an attachment so Mm. that they can infect your devices with malware. No bueno.
0: No bueno at all. So, while we already gave some tips for how to avoid scams specific to someone impersonating the IRS or your state tax authority, it Be prudent. To also think back to your mandatory training you get at work yep. or generally Google how to avoid a phishing or other type of scam.
1: Or use chat GPT to generate a list of tips for you.
0: Oh, yes, please. Number one, be skeptical. Oh, good advice. Always number, in life.
1: Yeah. Trust no one. Sorry. <laughs> uh, number two, don't give out personal information. Okay. Number three: Verify requests for money or information. Good advice. Number four: Be cautious of urgency or threats. Okay. Number five: Use strong passwords. Mm-hmm. Number six: Keep your software and your firmware up to date. Now that you know what firmware is. Uh huh. And number seven: Educate yourself. Excellent use of AI. Thank you, Chat Chat IRC. We're still working on it. I am. We're trying.
0: for the good, the bad, and the ugly. And staying true to the theme of outsourcing our lives to AI, I decided to ask ChatGPT to generate our points here. So B, you get to go first because you don't even have to come up with the good yourself. You can just read what the robot computer told you to say.
1: Okay. However tempting (laughs) that might sound, if I learned anything from the beginning of this episode, it's that I don't think AI makes for a good
0: podcast co-host. So I'm going to pass. Okay, then you still have to lead us off and now you have to come up with the good yourself. Worth it. Okay, we'll see. (laughs) Worth it. Um, (laughs) To be determined. Okay, I, all
1: right. I like to think that AI could improve efficiency. Yes. And accuracy at the IRS. Okay. And I like efficiency and accuracy. Now it might be going too far because they first, you know, need computers from the century that could run AI. And pens. And pens. Um, But I'm thinking long-term. I'm playing the long game here let's say they got computers and updated operating systems.
0: Okay, sure.
1: Then AI, I think, could actually improve a lot of things.
0: I agree. So it could improve data entry by learning common handwriting quirks so that more and more returns could be machine readable. Um, It could help identify patterns and mistakes or frauds to help fix errors on returns or identify tax evaders. So there's a lot of potentially powerful stuff that AI could do to improve IRS efficiency here.
1: but as we all know, with great
0: power comes great responsibility. Yes, it does. Is
1: that a tagline from a movie? Spider-Man. Ah,
0: okay. It's the uncle
1: who says it, I believe. There you go. Okay, so uncle, as Uncle Spidey says. Yes, that, um, that is his name. Mm-hmm. With great power comes great responsibility. And I think the most concerning thing we talked about with the IRS using AI is back to bias, right? Even if we're not trying to be biased, bias can unintentionally work its way into an algorithm. And- You know, that's a problem that we've seen elsewhere in non-tax domains.
0: Yeah, exactly. So Amazon famously scrapped its use of an AI-powered hiring tool because the company discovered the algorithm didn't seem to like women's resumes as much as men's. No one does. (laughs) True. That's why we're not paid as much. This wasn't anything intentional on the part of the developers. It reflected that software development is a very male-dominated industry, and so ai takes the information it's fed and if it's fed a bunch of male resumes that were successful hires and employees it's going to continue to flag resumes that look like the ones that already were hired by the company and now we've taken a systemic issue and perpetuated it over time
1: absolutely uh and so the really troubling thing in a tax context is that one of the longstanding criteria for quote unquote good tax policy is that it's equitable. So a tax policy, a tax system should be equitable. Yes. And that's in part because when taxpayers perceive the tax system to be inequitable, uh, they sometimes decide that they don't need to comply.
0: Right. So as an example, if I think that all my neighbors and coworkers aren't paying their taxes, then I'm going to conclude that nobody actually pays what they owe. So why should I? Or if I think it's biased against me in some way, that I'm gonna work harder to undo that bias.
1: Yes, so point is, equity isn't just some new goal of the woke. Uh, it's essential to a well-functioning tax system. Yes. And we have decades of textbooks and research to prove that equity in the tax system has long been considered crucial.
0: Yeah, this is not just some new fad. No, this is
1: not a 2023 thing.
0: And bias introduced by AI is a big old baddie for sure. No question. So
1: good, it could help the IRS detect fraud and reduce evasion. Bad, it could have bias in it. Yeah. Ugly. Okay. Many of the scams we talked about prey on the inherent fear or distrust of the IRS in Mm. the U.S. Yes, it does. And as we've mentioned before, that fear and distrust has in some cases been actively sown by certain political and media leaders. Yes, it has. So they are kind of in essence, empowering the scammers.
0: Ooh, that's a good point. It's an interesting thought, bear with me, interesting thought experiment to wonder how effective these scams would be if we had a healthier relationship with our tax authority here in the US. I mean, it's their job after all to make sure everyone pays the amount they owe so that our government can remain open and build bridges and educate our kids and do things that we, you know, we like to have the government do.
1: Yes. And so if we weren't all running around thinking that there were 87,000 tax agents with guns, assault rifles coming to kill us all, we could maybe identify those threatening scams a little bit more easily. Yes. So basically, if we viewed the IRS and our contribution to the national purse more positively instead of as a sworn enemy to be avoided at all costs, uh, then perhaps scammers would have a
0: harder time. I love this. Cool. So how should we wrap up? To the ChatGPT. I'm really, really worried you were going to say that. Of course I'm saying that. I would like Chat GPT to draft some witty banter for us to close out the episode.
1: Oh my God, for the love of all that is good in this world.
0: Okay, and all that is good in this world, is that or does that not include AI?
1: TBD. Chat TBD. Chat. No. no, <laughs> no. Comment. I have no comment. Well, that's all
0: we have time for today.
1: Be sure to join us for more tax nerdery on future episodes of Taxes for the Masses.